It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a very big day. Breaking news in the Raider Nation as we are brought to you by Golden Entertainment, a proud owner of PTs, Sean Patrick, Sierra Gold, the SG Bar, the Strat, Arizona Charlie's, and best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Ian Rappaport just 20 minutes ago brought us the breaking news, which shocked him. The Raiders are releasing Pro Bowl center Rodney Hudson. A surprise in Las Vegas as their O-line receives a nearly complete faith's lift. This is the breaking news of the day. Rodney Hudson uh, reportedly has been released by the Las Vegas Raiders, the Pro Bowler, the multiple winner of the Commitment to Excellence Award, and he is out. And this is shocking news throughout the Raider Nation. As we open up the show, and it's fresh and news to everybody. No one had this from Schefter, Glazer, Rappaport. I am eating a tweet that was just shoved down my throat because this morning I tweeted out uh, Kyle Long would look great next to Rodney. This comes as a shocking move, and we'll see what happens as the Raiders, I would assume, would address this issue with one of their best players sometime soon here from their facility in Henderson, Nevada. Mark Sanchez, the former quarterback who is now with ESPN, uh, tweeted out 17 minutes ago the Raiders grant Rodney Hudson's request to be released after agreeing to avoid the $3.5 million in guarantees for this season. The elite center will now hit the free agent market. There's a lot of talk already that Arizona is his landing spot. He could end up with the Arizona Cardinals. That could be the spot, and we'll see what happens here as we go forward. This is a really big deal. Deshaun Reed reporting, according to Over the Cap, Rodney Hudson has a dead money hit of $15.6 million, but cutting him only cost the Raiders about $1.9 million in cap space since he restructured his deal last year. So there's one of two ways to look at this as we wait for the possibility of getting an explanation and when the explanation is coming. Vic Tafer reported 19 minutes ago that uh, the Raiders love backup center Andre James and weren't winning anyway with all the money spent on the offensive line. I could report that I've known for a while that the Raiders love backup center Andre James, and he was ready to go. He's ready to play and start, but not ahead of a Rodney Hudson. So the Raiders are very confident that they have a very good center that they love inside the building. And for whatever reason, either Rodney Hudson wanted out and he asked to be out and asked to be let go, or the Raiders look at this as a massive, massive cost-cutting move in the future as they are trying to get even more under the cap in the hopes of bringing in other players. But there's no better center in the league than Rodney Hudson. So you can get on the line now and go in any direction you want. Uh, This is fresh news. No one had it. No one knew it was coming. I was on a Raiders Zoom from 11 to 11.30 with the alumni, the alumni department, as we're setting up our alumni guest. 
as I was sitting in there, and then my phone started blowing up. And I didn't see it coming, and no one saw it coming. And Ian Rappaport was in shock. And there are other insiders who are in shock now. And the Raiders will have an explanation on why they made this move. Now, this is an aggressive move. It's a very aggressive move. And the, and the whole show today was about something I got right. And I got, man, again, I'm getting killed on that tweet, which is fair. I'm getting killed on that tweet about Kyle Long, who had a workout today, uh, being next to Rodney Hudson. And I'll live with it. I will live with that. And uh, the one that knows what's happening is John Gruden. And we'll find out from John Gruden at some point. But when it comes to Rodney, I only have great things to say about him. A high honor in my career is hosting the Commitment to Excellence Awards. And I presented the trophy to Rodney multiple times, in person or virtually. And he's just a good man. Great player. Great player. No weakness at all. And I don't know about what was happening with him personally in the building or what his interest is, or non-interest with the Raiders and some of the moves that the Raiders have made with Gabe Jackson, with Trent Brown. Uh, We don't know. We can only assume that Rodney might not have been happy here on the restructure and everything else that's happening with him. But, again, you're not going to find anything negative from me on Rodney Hudson. I've worked with these players over the years. Players come and go all the time. They come and go all the time, and Rodney Hudson – is the latest of a great player who has left the organization. He has done brilliant things within the organization. Once a Raider, always a Raider. And I am shocked that he is gone. And like anything, there's more to the story. There's more to the story. And when we find out what's more to the story, uh, we will let you know what we have here. And we'll see what's happening. But uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock are making financial decisions within and around the organization. And for some people, it looks like a total rebuild. It does. It looks like this is still a part of the vision of John Gruden to rebuild this team the way that he wants to with the players that he wants. And we all assume that Rodney Hudson was one of those players. I've talked about Rodney Hudson on many interviews, many interviews, especially on TV this past year, where the Raiders at times didn't have a lot of great things to talk about. They did not have a lot of great things to talk about. And Rodney Hudson was the centerpiece of what they were talking about. So this is a business. The NFL is a business. And the business can be brutal. It can be really hard. So you can look at it any way you want. I am not sitting in front of the freight train of the fans here because I love Khalil Mack. I love Rodney Hudson. There are players I did not like, Trent Brown. There are other players that you like, guys like Antonio Brown who screwed the organization that had great intentions coming in. Uh, But there should be, and there won't be anything negative to say, about Rodney there will be nothing negative to say about Rodney Hudson I I I can't speak any more highly about anybody other than him and he will land a job and he will have a job here momentarily I would assume and we'll see what happens you know what's interesting in my side of the business doing radio is this isn't a hard job but on days like today it's really hard you have to pivot quickly with lack of information as you know I don't work I'm not the GM of the team I'm not in the building right now, and they're not coming to me when they make decisions like this, and I have to react to it. And that's what I do for a living, and I think we're really good at it. So the reaction here will probably be very negative. It's a big picture story about what they're doing financially here and what could be happening next. And when I went to bed last night, because I I tell people this, I go to bed late. I go to bed late because I work late at night. 
um, and I work late on my other show, and I woke up today really excited about this show because I got one thing right. The one thing I got you know, wrong today was Rodney and Kyle Long uh, you know, pairing up to be great players together for years to come. And I'll live with that. But the one thing I got right with you is I told you Yannick Ngakwe for two years. The one guy I told you on this broadcast that the Raiders needed to get and they would get was Yannick Ngakwe. That was my guy. If you want to say that's a guy, that was the guy that I told you, what, a thousand times? It had to be 500 times on this show on Raider Nation Radio. I'm one of the only guys who now decided to pronounce his name, Yannick Ngakwe, because I love this player. I love the way he played coming into this deal with the Raiders. I think he's a superstar. I think he's exactly what the Raiders needed since Mack left. An edge rusher who is just a machine off the edge needs the double team on him. It will open it up for Mad Max, Cleland Farrell, and I really like that. And I'm assuming they're going to get Kyle Long because they're working him out, and he's a three-time pro bowler, and that would be a good pickup. The Raiders are in the market for a safety. I think they're going to get a safety in free agency. And there is no doubt in my mind that the Raiders are in the hunt for Juju Smith-Schuster or another receiver that Nelson Aguilar left. And now we understand that at this point in time, the priority coming out of the building in Henderson is, is figuring out the financial ramifications of some of the bad draft picks, some of the bad signings, resetting the organization to be able to pounce now and rebuild the organization, hopefully to be better. It's tough, and I'm not going to spin that you're better without Rodney Hudson. You're not better without Rodney Hudson. You're, you're not better without Rodney Hudson. Now, can you open up the door on the Rodney Hudson money and go get a backup center and a center that they have in the building that they like in the hopes that he'll be serviceable? Absolutely serviceable. You could say that with Sam Young. You could go down the road with other guys who were serviceable on the offensive line. But another thing that I've gotten right over the years is I've told you that every year, every year I come into the beginning of the season and everybody talks about how great the offensive line is, and I think Tom Cable's a hell of an offensive line coach. Fortunately, the Raiders have him to put the pieces back together again. But the offensive line, not including Rodney Hudson, So let me take out Rodney Hudson. Not including Rodney Hudson for the last couple of years have been highly overrated. They're not healthy. They don't play. So when everybody talks about Incognito and Trent Brown, they weren't available. For everybody who said, those guys, guys, how do you replace them? They didn't play. They didn't play on the team. How do you replace them? They didn't play. So you replace them with players who are as good, if not better. And I expect that with Kyle Long if it happened with him. But Rodney Hudson, to me, is an absolute gut punch. Absolute gut punch because of the quality of player he is in the history of the organization and a guy who brings a lunch bucket and performs well. Grumpy at times, grumpy at times in the building. I'll leave that to my opinion. But a great human being, great father, great husband, great guy. So I am a Rodney Hudson guy. I don't know what's happening in the building with his position coach, Tom Cable, the head coach, John Gruden, the general manager, Mike Mayock, but obviously something big went down because you do not you do not sit around and look at a guy like Rodney Hudson and say that you're going to get someone better than him as there's been a lot of players, a lot of players around here who aren't at the level of Rodney Hudson. And why release him? You know, you, why release him is the really big issue. Why not trade him? If there was something, 
if there was something brewing with Rodney Hudson, you would want to get value for him because you can get a lot of value for Rodney Hudson from the draft, whatever it is. By releasing him a pro bowler and getting nothing in return, that is really difficult to swallow. So that's where I stand on this. And I'm looking and I'm, I got my head on a swivel here. And as we look for Vinny Bonsignor, Paul Gutierrez, Vic Tafer, everybody who covers the Raiders, covers the Raiders professionally, most of it's silent right now. Most of the people that cover the team locally, nationally, and even the insiders who cover the team from Jay Glazer and everyone else, you know, are looking around and they're trying to figure out what happened here. Vinny Bonsignor tweeted out eight minutes ago, if Rodney Hudson is a post-June 1 designation, it will save the Raiders $6.4 million on the cap. His dead cap number is $15 million, which means they'll lose $2 million in projective cap space. And Vinny, 19 minutes ago, tweeted out, trying to get to the bottom of the Rodney Hudson report, the Raiders will take a significant cap hit by releasing him. So that's where we're at today. We open up the show with this, and it's highly disappointing. Highly disappointing, but in the big picture, there's a plan here. Either something happened, which the Raiders now have to pivot quickly, and they were left no choice, and they had to go down this road, and they were at an impasse with Rodney Hudson, which will all come out in the wash, all come out in the wash, or this is another financial move for the Raiders with a player that they have behind him that they believe they can win with who can be serviceable. They can be serviceable. And uh, I'm sitting here trying to put this together as I'm looking at a text from one of the great legends in Raider history who just asked me, why is Rodney gone? I don't have the answer, and no one else does. But something went down, and we'll figure out what it is. And when we get that information... We'll give it to you as quickly as we can. Vinny Bonsignor coming up at 4 o'clock. And, yeah, i got to change the whole radio show today. You know, when you look at a cap casualty, when you look at a cap casualty for a team that spent the last couple of weeks getting under the cap aggressively, this is another aggressive move. It's an aggressive move. And I, I think the only way something positive comes out of it, my opinion, is if they come out of this move balls out balls out and get a bunch of really good players because Nelson Aguilar's gone, Trent Brown's gone, Rodney Hudson is gone. It looks like Gabe Jackson could be gone, but that isn't official. So if you look at everybody who's gone and how they're rebuilding the defense with Yannick Ngakwe being the anchor of the defense, they got their anchor player yesterday, which is the guy I wanted. So I felt really good about that. They got their anchor player in Yannick Ngakwe, who I'm all in on. But on the other side of this, it gets to the point where you have to look back and say, you know, why why Rodney Hudson? I mean, aren't there a whole bunch of other players that you let go that just don't deliver? This is the guy that delivers, and clearly this is a massive move, one that is shocking. It has felt like an earthquake rumbling over the last 30 minutes, and we'll hear from you. 702-365-9200. If you want to get in, we'll start with Chris in West Oakland as Chris opens up the show. Go ahead, Chris. Hello? Yeah, Chris, you're on. Go. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you know, first off, I love the Ngakwe signing. It it gives them an edge rusher they haven't had. 
You know, I'm not saying he's as good as Khalil Mack, but he's really good. He's a guy that's going to command double teams, and he's also a guy that's going to free Max Crosby up on the other side. But, you know, I, I wasn't going to call today, JT, but the Rodney Hudson thing, just like you, caught me off guard. And all I'm going to say so far with the Raiders, and we'll wait and see what happens. I don't know what could have possibly happened that they decided to just cut maybe the best center in football. The one free agent signing the last five or six years that's hands down been the best of all they've had. He shows up. He plays every game. Even when he's hurt, the guy is just a stud. The way John Gruden loves to play football, I would think the best center in football would be a huge anchor to that offensive line. What scares me the most is we have so many needs on defense that now – the spotlight is going to be taken away from that because we've now got to totally rebuild what was the strength of a team last year. Yeah, I mean, Brown only played half the time, but he's a stud when he played. I understand that. Gabe Jackson played 16 games. Rodney Hudson was there. Colton Miller will still be there. Now we have to rebuild four-fifths of this offensive line projected from a year ago, JT. That's going to take money away from the defense. I, we'll wait and see what happens. I don't get it. I don't think there's any way the Raiders – we're not going to get a better center than Rodney, Rodney Hudson. I don't care how much they love the kid behind him. You're not going to get better than Rodney Hudson. The Raiders didn't get better today. They got worse. And like I said, JT, my, my patience is thin with this team and their free agent and some of the wacky moves they make. Gruden finally got this offense set. Now we've got to worry about the strength of the team instead of the defense of the team because if this team can't go out and score 35 points again next year – Good luck winning games if we don't if we don't upgrade the defense. I do hope they get Kyle Long, but this is a head scratcher, JT. And I and if I tell you I was anything but pissed off as a Raider fan, I'd be lying. That being said, thank you, Rodney Hudson. You were the ultimate Raider. You showed up. You played. You earned every cent. And every member of the Raider Nation owes this guy a thank you. He is what professionalism used to be and should be going forward. Thank you, my friend. Later. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call as we open it up to Sean Reed reporting. Seems like a, the Raiders choose a small loss now to avoid a bigger one down the line. But, man, I'm not releasing Hudson for that. So this is a cap casualty. And what we got to get to the bottom of, and we will, and I'm sure that Mike Mayock and John Gruden will address it, is that why did Rodney Hudson want out? Why did Rodney Hudson want out? I can't envision, I can't envision a scenario in which Rodney Hudson wanted out. I, I didn't see that coming. If Rodney Hudson didn't like organizational decisions, whatever it was, if Rodney Hudson's agent was involved in this and Rodney wanted out, we'll find out. If the Raiders felt like they had to move on from Rodney Hudson for personal issues, that's something that'll be addressed. And if it turns out that the Raiders have decided today or over the last 24 to 48 hours or a month that they are trying to restructure deal after deal certain players won't do it certain players don't want to do it and Rodney was one of them that could be an issue here and if the Raiders feel like they've only had one winning season with Rodney Hudson kind of going back to Khalil Mack that they they didn't win with Khalil Mack they were a five-win team that they got to move on and look big picture they'll have to explain that 702-365-9200 on the loss of Rodney Hudson today as we continue on, let's move on to Tony in Walnut Creek on Raider Nation Radio. Hello, Tony. What's happening? Hey, hey, Brick. Um, I got to agree with the last caller 100%. As poorly as I think of Trent Brown, that's as highly as I think of Rodney Hudson. That guy's a leader, a team captain. 
Uh, so it's definitely very disappointing. So there's two quick points. Number one, if uh, Rodney Hudson wanted out, um, that's a red flag to me. So I'm concerned about that. I'd like to get the story. Number two, the only like bright spot I see potentially coming out of this is if this backup center is somebody that we don't lose a lot. Now, you mentioned serviceable. Now, if you're talking Sam Young, I don't consider that serviceable. If you're talking Denzel Good, I'm considering that uh, serviceable or very good. So if we have somebody that level, I'm happy with that. But only if that gives us a little extra money to beef up the defense and build a better complete team, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does make sense. It does make sense. I appreciate the call, but it hurts. It makes a lot of sense. The Raiders love, they don't like, they love backup center Andre James. They love him. So that they're comfortable with him in the building, moving in as a starter. So Andre James as of now, but who am I to ask? I, you know, I thought Rodney Hudson was the starter today, maybe with Kyle Long. And that one didn't age well. But they, they clearly believe that in the building, they have a center who's going to step in and be a very good player. Very good player. So we'll see what happens. I've had multiple texts and multiple people connected with the team saying that they love Andre James. And he's a player that they believe is ready to go, and he steps right in. So if, if Andre James can play at a high level, not at the Rodney level, we would never insinuate that. But at a serviceable level here, along with Colt Miller, Kyle Long, if Kyle Long is a three-time pro bowler who's there, and then you're not done. You're still active in free agency and bringing another starter. You know, that's a big deal, but that doesn't, that doesn't help today. That doesn't help today where people are trying to get their head around Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson was one of the more, most respected Raiders that we've seen in the organization for quite some time. So it's tough. When you get rid of Trent Brown, no one cared. I did two shows back-to-back on Trent Brown. Everybody hammered him and said, go kick rocks and get out of here. You didn't want to be here. You stole money. Rodney Hudson didn't steal money. Rodney Hudson was a pro bowler, great player, and unfortunately very underrated around the league. He should have got higher praise when it came to his accomplishments of being a great center in the league. So he is a great player who will move on, and everybody wish him well. Wish him well. It's hard to do. I've done this many times in multiple sports. It's hard to do, but you got to do it, and you got to be able to stand up and say, thanks, Rodney. You won multiple commitment to excellence awards. Something went down. We'll find out how it plays out, and we'll go from there. But again, I didn't see this coming. Ian Rappaport was in shock. Jay Glazer didn't have it. Adam Schefter didn't have it. We didn't go to bed last night and wake up this morning with a national story brewing that Rodney Hudson was leaving the Raiders. It broke after 11 o'clock. This show started at noon. And I was tweeting earlier today how excited I am. And I am excited. If Kyle Long, you know, I, I thought by the end of today the Raiders would have Kyle Long Yannick Ngakwe, and maybe a receiver or a safety in the free agent market. So hopefully there's more to come here because I think the defense is going to get noticeably better, and clearly the Raiders have the money to go out and get more defensive players. But losing Rodney Hudson is a step back and possibly a major step back for the O-line. And what will Derek Carr say? You know, Derek, Derek is the leader of the organization on the field. He is the captain of the team. So if this doesn't get Derek to speak up, I don't know what will. I, I don't know what will. And I think Derek will take the high road because he loves Rodney. Loves Rodney. So I think Derek will you'll, – you'll get a good feel from Derek pretty soon here. I'm sure he'll say something on Instagram and Twitter if he hasn't already. 
uh, 211 Steel Reserve, Raider Nation Radio. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, um, I love the defensive signing we did. I def- I'm with you. I think the defense is going to be significantly better. I thought the defense would be, you know, the one thing that worried me is now with this happening, like I didn't see I mean, I've been shocked. I don't buy current Raider player jerseys, and I'll tell you why, because we don't ever keep anyone, all right? And it's a bit of turnstile of players for a long time now. So I just buy Hall of Famer jerseys. But this Hutchins, one of the jerseys I would have bought, and I was getting close to buying his jersey. And this is just my boggling. I really hope with the, the games that's coming up, I really hope that that guy really has the stuff to do what it takes. And I, I'm, a, I'm worried now because I was just going to affect our QB. There's a chemistry there. So now we got to redo that. You're trying to bring back a defense that, that, that was in shambles. So now you might you might have made the defense better, but you did addition by subtraction, and you just took a hit on your offense. So it's like now is the offense going to take a step back where we're back into the same boat next season where we're 8-8 eight eight looking on the outside. Well, well, let in. me stop you for a second. Let me stop you for a second there. A center who protects Derek Carr is unbelievable calling out defenses and doing all that. Yes, I don't I think that I think the offensive line takes a step back, but you ha- you should be able to bring in a center in the NFL who doesn't get bull rush, plays at a high level in James and can keep the team going forward and Carr Carr can continue to be Carr with Waller Rugs. I don't think Rugs, Waller, Renfro, if they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster or someone else, I don't think they collapse as receivers and the line falls apart, and Josh Jacobs can't have 1,000, 1,200 yards, even though I like Rodney a lot. This is a business decision. It's not going to crater the team in a top-10 offense, I believe, but it doesn't feel positive today. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, to, I, I agree with you, what you're saying right now. I totally agree with what you're saying. But with, with the track record this team has with Gruden and the Mayock, it's like how do we even know this guy is even going to pan out? Well, again, you know, if you want to be completely negative that John Gruden and Mike Mayock can't get a player right, uh, John John Gruden put his life on the line as an evaluator for Colt Miller. That worked out pretty well. He's an offensive lineman he took in the first round. He's playing like a first-round offensive lineman. They got a backup center that they believe. You know, I'm interested in hearing if Gruden tells me exactly what he told me when he drafted Colt Miller, that he believes he had to make this move. He's got a great player, and he's going to be an anchor. He was right with that. He's a really good player. Maybe they believe that with James as the next center, and he's so cheap. I mean, I'm not spinning this. I like Rodney Hudson. I want him here. But the amount of money that they're saving between what Rodney makes compared to the backup center, who they love in the building and think he's going to be really good, is monumental, and they got to go spread money out everywhere else to get the team better. I just didn't think that the team needed to do something or Rodney needed to do something this drastic. This is very drastic to me. Well, I'll tell you what, JT. I hope, I hope you're right, brother, and I really do. And, and I'm going to roll with you, and I hope you're right on it because, uh, I mean, maybe we are in shock. I'm in shock. Maybe that's mm-hmm. where this is coming from on my end, but – I hope you're right. I hope it does work out. Maybe these are moves that we, we – sometimes we as Raider fans, we over – you know, we love our players so much that there's nothing that you can do to them that, we, you know, it's not going to get us to revolt. So this is one of them. This is one of the players that, we, you know, we cut and it just hurts because, yep. I mean, he's, you know, he's a beast. So He is. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Look, I'm compensated well to take the hit on stuff like this. I've done it for 22 years. There's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of great times and a lot of fun, and there are times like today you come in and you get news like this right before you hit the air, and you just talk about it out loud. You talk about it out loud. This is a really big, big picture story. Vic Tafer, Paul Gutierrez, and Vinny Bonsignor, 
who are all Raider insiders. I work for the team and provide content and interview people and run a fast-paced radio show. The guys who are providing content and they're going to find out the deal momentarily are writing right now, are are behind the scenes working this. I'm on the phone. We're trying to get the deal behind why Rodney wanted out, or if Rodney didn't want out, they wanted him to restructure. Was there an impasse, or they believe cap-wise and big picture that this was another big salary, big money guy that they needed to move on from, similar to Khalil Mack because they weren't winning with him, and they need more players. That's what this is going to come down to, and the explanation will come down the pipe. That's the monologue. 30 minutes almost on Rodney Hudson. Let's keep it all on Rodney Hudson today. And Yannick Ngakwe. Because, again, I, I love Yannick Ngakwe, and I got that one right. That's the player that I've been telling you on the flagship they were going to get, the player that I wanted, and the best player I think they had to get. The best player I wanted them to get the entire free agency they got in Yannick Ngakwe. I think he is going to be an absolute beast and an impact player on this defense. I think he opens up this defense going forward. But as we want to bask in the glow of that, we have to pivot and talk about the departure of Rodney Hudson. Uh, Jump on in because you know we do a lot with Remy Martin, and they're taking team up for excellence to a higher level as they team up with Circa Hotel Sportsbook for this year's college basketball tournament. Circa's three-story sportsbook is the largest sports betting experience in the world with the most advanced technology while providing good old-fashioned Vegas hospitality. So come party in style at the world's largest sports book with your very own VIP table. Celebrate your bracket wins with Remy Cointreau. They got VIP drink packages. Go to CircaLasVegas.com to book your spot. That's CircaLasVegas.com. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Phone calls come in. They go. We reset. Radio 101. Since the first ever sports talk radio show from the great Pete Franklin was someone before him, that's what we do here. Today's a phone day, and the Raider Nation will react to the departure of Rodney Hudson, a great Raider. 702-365-9200. Get in line, and we'll pound through your calls and opinions next on Raider Nation Radio. I think mostly just enjoying, you know, uh, enjoying the moment, uh, the excitement, taking advantage of it, and um, just, you know, playing football. You know, uh, I think all of us happy to be back and, and be playing, especially in uh, the new stadium and stuff. So, you know, just uh, enjoy it, enjoy each other, and, and just try to build a win. It's Rodney Hudson, who has not played in front of fans at Allegiant Stadium, and he won't unless he comes in on a new team as an opponent. JT, back with you. The breaking news, Rodney Hudson, the All-Pro Center, out uh, for the Raiders. It could be a cap casualty. Could be something within from his agent, a restructure issue when we find out more about it. We will let you know it is one of the biggest stories in the NFL today because around the league, everybody knows how good of a player Rodney is. We'll take your call, 702-365-9200. We have an A-list guest coming up next One of the greatest college basketball players of all time we've had booked for a week, Danny Manning. Danny Manning, the most outstanding player in the MVP in the 1988 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. The legendary Danny Manning is joining us next. So stick around for that. Uh, Kenny in Missouri, you're up next on Raider Nation Radio. Go ahead. 
Hey, JT, how you doing today? Good, Kenny. What's happening? Uh, not too much. Uh, well, kind of stunned from the uh, Hudson thing, of course. Uh, I could understand looking to move from him. I would better have uh, traded him up and got something out of him, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of draft pick, whatever we can get, you know. But I understand that part because of the money issues and stuff. And plus we need to upgrade our defense. And I'm really happy about the uh, player we picked up today for Baltimore. That was a great plus. I was hoping to get him, and they did that. That's good. Uh, that receiver thing we need to work on. Hopefully they get uh, Schuster, I think, would be a good fit. Or the, the receiver from uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah, Galladay, who would be un- unbelievable if they got him. I don't believe they'll get him if they do. Uh, that yeah. would be incredible. He's the best receiver out there. They have Edwards, who's a big, younger guy who plays similarly to him. Right. Uh, just an overall size guru guy who can go up and get a ball. You know, the Raiders got to yeah. replace Aguilar because Aguilar was more productive right. than what we saw with the younger receivers here. But the younger receivers got to step up. The cheaper, younger right. receivers on this team who are on rookie deals, who were drafted high, have got to step up and have big years, especially with a lot of the offensive linemen gone. They got to have big years. Yeah, they got to have great years, like you said. That's, that's mm-hmm. correct. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for checking in. Thank you. And we know that the Raiders are now going to go with Andre James as their starting center. They'll have Colton Miller. We're interested. There's no update on Kyle Long that had a workout with everything that's going on in the building today, the release of Rodney Hudson. Kyle Long had his workout at 10 a.m. I'm just hoping Kyle Long stays, and this doesn't affect him because he's a three-time pro bowler, and if he's healthy and had a good workout and he signs, that's a monster addition. He's a great player. He's a pro bowler, fresh after sitting out a year in retirement, if he gets the clearances there, even if he goes to another team, whatever happens, he's a great player. You put him in, you don't have to worry about him. He goes in there, and he is a beast. He's one of the premier players at his position. It would be a trade-off with losing Rodney Hudson, but I think Rodney Hudson is even a better player. But that's the way the business ball bounces, and this is a tough one. Elliot in Vegas, thanks for waiting here on 920. What's happening, Elliot? Hey, JT. Uh, thank you for having me on. Elliot, are you there? Yeah, I'm right, right here. I guess, Bob. You go ahead, Elliot. Yeah, can you hear me? I got you. Go ahead. Okay, sorry about that. Well, anyway, how you doing, JT? I went to bed Good. last night after the Ngakwe deal. I was very excited about that. And then uh, getting this Rodney Hudson uh, information is kind of, it's like you said, it's a kick in the gut. But I mean, the guy's an ultimate pro bowler. He's uh, a great player, great guy. Uh, it was either a money issue or something else that we'll probably find out about, like everybody's talking about. But one of the one things I'd, I'd like to add in here is I think that um, with Tom Cable, I think you have the offensive line whisperer. And the patchwork that he did throughout the season when you know Brown was out, Incognito went out, we, we didn't really lose a lot. We still had a 1,000-yard rusher in, uh, in Jacobs, and we were moving the ball down the field. I think we need to really uh, you know, just believe in the system that uh, Cable has going for our offensive line. I think that mm-hmm. we'll be okay, and hopefully by week four we'll all be like, okay, well, that wasn't bad. I mean, it just hurts to lose a guy of that caliber at the center position. Um, number two, after the Ngakwe deal, I think that, uh, you know, having Gus Bradley there, I think it's extremely important for people to understand that uh, having a great pass rusher is nice, but in that style of defense that he runs, 
we still need defensive tackles that can that front four has to be solid in order for this entire defense to really get going and work very well for us yeah appreciate the call i gotta run we got danny manning coming up here it, when you look at what Ngakwe does, he's a pure pass rusher. He's not brilliant against the run. Max Crosby's a pure pass rusher. Cleveland Farrell going inside. Look, I know a lot of people are talking about Gus's system and who's going to get more snaps. If you tell me going into the start of the season that it's Yannick Ngakwe, Cleveland Farrell, who's taken fourth overall, and Max Crosby on the field most of the time, along with another tackle, I'm great with that. I'm great with that because I'm a big Ngakwe fan. Rodney Hudson requested to be released. We'll get into more of this. Danny Manning joins us next. Frankly, I'm fairly optimistic at this point that we will be able to start on time and that we have roughly, you know, half of our teams have fans in the arenas right now. And if vaccines continue on the pace they are and they continue to be as effective as they have been against the virus and its variants, we're hopeful that we'll have relatively full arenas uh, next season as well. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner. JT, back with you. It is an honor to welcome one of the greatest college basketball players of all time, also a two-time NBA All-Star and NCAA champion, the Naismith College Player of the Year of 1988, the Wooden Award winner, a two-time consensus first-team All-American from Kansas, courtesy of Mueller Sports Medicine, Danny Manning joins us. Danny, great to talk to you during March Madness. I hope you're well. JT, appreciate you having me. I'm doing great, and this is a wonderful time of the year. What was it like when the bracket came out in 88? You looked at the road in front of you and put your head down and had that incredible tournament. Take me back to this time leading up into your first-round games. Well, first of all, that was so long ago. You got you got me shaking <laughs> some cobwebs to get that far back. But, you know, for us, our whole mindset was one game at a time. We didn't care who was in front of us, what the on the other side of the bracket. Our main focus and concern was the team that we were lining up from at that point in time. So, Danny, at that point in time, you knew that you were the player. Everybody was trying to stop. When you were looking back then in preparation at practice with the double team, playing outside, going inside, rebounding, you had five block shots in the national championship game leading up to that. Did you think differently knowing that everybody was concentrating on slowing you down or that was happening already in the regular season? Well, I got a taste of that during the regular season. And, you know, I thought we, we had some, some bumps along the way, just to be honest with you, that, that season for us, uh, we, we lost some players to um, some traction because of coach Brown and making decisions and some injuries, unfortunately. We were 12-8 and eight at one point, and conversation was centered around if we could get an NIT home game. We continued to buy in, locked in on the game plan that Coach Brown designed for us. And we weren't the most talented team. We weren't the most athletic team, but we were the team that played together the best in order to win that tournament. And that's the one thing about the group that we had is we didn't care about who shot the ball, who scored the basketball, who got the attention, who didn't get the attention. We just wanted to go out and play, have fun, 
and play as long as we possibly could. And we got hot at the right time. We care for each other. We loved each other, and things worked out well for us. And we had a great coach. He had the best coach, so it all worked out. College Basketball Hall of Famer Danny Manning joins us courtesy of Mueller Sports Medicine. We'll get to how you can decrease and get help with knee pain. You do not have to go through knee pain anymore. Hey, Danny, I'm happy you clarified that. I forgot how tough of a road that was. What was the chirping like in the background? What was the national media saying at that point in time? You guys were really on the brink. When did it start rolling the second half of the year, especially in conference play, where you felt you had a chance to be a national champion? JT, it didn't start rolling until we got to the tournament the way we wanted it to. (laughs) You know, we had had some ups and downs and you know, we go into the Big 8 tournament. We, we don't win the Big 8 tournament. We get knocked out by, I believe, K-State. Um, we're starting to get back healthy. Kevin Pritchard comes back for the NCAA tournament, who's now running the Pacer organization as our point guard. And we just continue to grow and build from there. And so for us, the last three games of the tournament were teams that beat us in the regular season. And so we had a level of familiarity with them. Mm-hmm. After every game, Coach Brown would – take us up in his office we would sit down we would watch the whole game he would give us our corrections what we needed to work on what we needed to get better at and we believed it. we thought if we would make those adjustments that coach brown talked about making it could be a different outcome if we saw these teams again and fortunately for us that's what happened down the stretch uh, danny manning joins us danny in the national championship game still the third greatest game in NCAA College Hoops history behind Kareem and Bill Walton. 31 points, 18 rebounds, five block shots. Tell me the rhythm you got in. Walk me through back to that game when just when you felt like you were in the zone, you couldn't miss. And, man, you were playing hard on defense in that game too. You know, for us, before we stepped out on the court, you know, we're playing for the national championship 30 minutes away from our campus. And we all just looked at each other and just like, listen, no one expected us to be here. Let's just go ball. Let's go hoop. Let's go play. And that was our mindset. Oklahoma, the late, great Billy Tubbs teams, they were so talented. Harvey Grant, Mookie Blaylock, Stacey King, David Seeger. But they liked to get up and down the court. And that first half, it was tied 50-50 at halftime. And we played to their tempo and their liking. Coach Brown brought us in at halftime and, all right, fellas, we need to slow this down a little bit and we need to play at the tempo that is more suited for us. And that's kind of what we did in the second half. And we just played hard. We played together and guys made plays throughout the whole tournament. Every game, somebody on our team made plays to help move us to the next round. And that's why it was so fun. Danny, tell us about Mueller Sports Medicine. Don't live with knee pain any longer. You logged a lot of minutes from elementary school all the way through your legendary (laughs) career in the NBA. When did you start to have knee pain, and why did you join forces with Mueller? Tell us about that. Well, I've had knee pain for quite some time. Uh, Don't have any now, but I partner with Mueller Sports to tell your listeners there's help for those who do have a sore knee or sore knees, and that support comes in the form of a Mueller sports brace. It provides stability and takes away the uncomfortable feeling when you're out there competing athletically. And you can go to Walmart, or my personal favorite, where I go all the time, Walgreens. You know, I play with knee pain for a lot of years, and you don't have to. 
So visit Mueller Sports and make yourself feel better. And, Danny, that's important. There's a lot of weekend warriors out there, including me, and I've been lucky to not have knee pain, but those who have played at a high level like you, those who played in college, high school, they no longer play at that level anymore. It's important to put that knee brace on for protection and the pain aspect of it and go into it. If you still like to go hard on the weekend with your crew, make sure you get a Mueller knee brace. Absolutely. Take care of your body. Get your Mueller products, not just your knee brace. Get your Mueller products to make sure that you can go out and compete at the level that you should be competing at. But more importantly, when you're done competing, you feel pretty good and you're ready to, to go the next time. and You're not banged up and laid up. Hey, Danny, finally, you, had a, you've had, you have a big impact on everyone's life. You're a guy who sees the big picture. Uh, what's going on with your life now off the court? What are you most excited about? We're still in a pandemic and I can ask you how the uh, pandemic has affected you and changed your perspective of life, a husband, father, your family. What's changed you over the last year? Well, I think all of us are in a, a unique situation. We've never, none of, anyone's never been in this situation before. And so you understand that time is precious. And so for me, making sure that, you know, I, I break down the word time. I'm thankful. I want to start each day with a grateful heart. Every day I want to gain some type of insight where I learn or read something. I want to take a little bit of time for, for meditation to just get into my own thoughts. Sometimes it's with music, sometimes it's with sound. And then I want to exercise. Or, or in my case now, I stretch a lot, which is considered part of my workout routine. So those are the things that I'm doing and just making sure that I continue to let all the people in my life, I let them know that I appreciate them, I'm thankful for them. I'm grateful for them. I love them because tomorrow's not promised. Well, my friend, I've been interviewing you for a long time. Great to connect again. And you, you, I get one takeaway. I'm on the Peloton now. Try to get uh, extra exercise in. But that meditation, my friend, I got to meditate. How long do I got to do this? 10, 15 minutes? My wife always says, go over there and meditate. Turn off the radio. How do you do it? <laughs> 15 minutes. 15 minutes in your own thoughts or whatever you need to do just to kind of focus in on your own mental health. Um, has been something that's been great for me. Thanks so much for doing this. We'll send everybody to Walmart, Walgreens, Mueller Sports. We appreciate their medicine, Mueller Sports Medicine. Great catching up with you, Danny. Enjoy the tournament. Thank you. All right. Take care. Best of luck. You got it, Danny Manning. You got to have Danny Manning on the radio during March Madness. Still ranked the third greatest game in the history of college basketball. Danny Manning's performance in the 1988 NCAA Men's College Basketball Championship over Oklahoma, where my son is a sophomore now at Oklahoma. How about that stat line? 31-18 and five block shots. Uh, named the most outstanding player and the Wooden Award winner. And he was the first overall pick in the 1988 NBA draft. All right, we'll reset at the top of the hour. More on Rodney Hudson being released by the Raiders, the impact it'll have on the O-line, the Raider Nation. I want to go heavy phone calls. Let's get the calls going. 702-365-9200. And thanks to Danny Manning at MuellerSportsMedicine.com. <laughs> 